listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Kelsey. We're two next door neighbors who love a good chat and a good cocktail. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. And hey, listeners. Welcome to the winter edition of our Girl Next Door book club. So this episode is entirely dedicated to discussing the hilarious Aziz Ansari's new book, Modern Romance. Mm-hmm. Um, we tweeted Aziz for a cocktail recommendation. He did not tweet us back, sadly. Oh, what the heck, Aziz? Aziz, if you want to jump in on this, you can <laughs> later on. But I feel like he's a beer kind of guy. Hmm, yeah, I can so see that. So we are just having beer. All right, I love it. That's how I roll. But it is a seasonal, very yummy beer. It's New Belgium and Ben and Jerry's. Love it. Like a collaboration. Can't Salted caramel brownie brown ale Ooh, let's have some all right cheers cheers Ooh, that's mm-hmm. good i like, I that like growled mm. <laughs> this is nice for you know it's going to be around valentine's yeah. day when this comes out mm-hmm. so little treat it is not as nice. sweet and like chocolatey or no. overwhelmingly so as if one you hadn't might think. told me that was the name i don't think i would have guessed yeah, that it was just that at a, all like a rich porter mm-hmm. it's good mm, very good okay so let's start w- how we always do with okay. our grade yes, and why. So what did you think of this book? What would you, what grade would you give it and why? Okay. I'm going to give this an A with an asterisk. Oh, okay. Because I, I really liked it, but I wouldn't recommend it to everyone. It's a very particular kind of book since it's yes. a nonfiction. Yeah. And so I thought that he did very well at what he set out to do, but, gotcha. but it's kind of, it's like a niche. You that know? that makes sense. Yes, it's not, it's not a novel, and so and it's not know, quite as general of an audience. It's a little more specific of an right, audience, right? Exactly. I think. Like as I've been telling people that I was reading it, you know, and and a lot of people were like, "Oh, his new book," and then I I said, "Yeah, it's like so interesting because there's so much information and there's data, mm-hmm. and I really like that." And they were like, "Whoa, what?" I, right. I think right. a lot of people don't actually didn't actually realize what it was about. Um, so anyway, so there's kind of that caveat. I found it really interesting. I loved the mix of scientific data presented in a conversational and funny way. Mm-hmm. I have a background training as a scientist, so I loved, you know, that they, it seemed like did a great job. He actually worked mm-hmm. with a scientist and they were doing focus groups and collecting data. I was really an interesting mix. Yeah. I loved yeah. getting those statistics, but then, you know, having an anecdote here and there to highlight it. And it was just, I mean, I don't know if I've ever read scientific data that was so enjoyable to mm-hmm. read because it was so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really surprised at how relevant many of the conclusions were to my own life, even though I've never used online dating Uh just about relationships. And I think a lot of, a lot of it, you could even apply to friendships or Mm -hmm. like other parts of Mm -hmm. your life. So I thought that that was, um, pretty, pretty funny. Um, I have a few of the funniest parts that I had highlighted. Oh, all right. <laughs> I didn't do that, so I'm glad um, you did because I highlighted I, it and then I didn't write them down. I, so. bet, I bet you will remember these. So <laughs> first of all, the he talked about the super small dating pools in those two towns in Wichita yeah. and Monroe. <laughs> yeah. And when he was talking to the one guy who decided to get on Tinder and then he swiped left on two girls and then there was no more <laughs> after that. And he was like, no, wait maybe I'll reconsider. <laughs> that was it. I felt just really sad for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then this was in the, in that same, that same section. Um, this is a quote, a girl named Heather told me that one time she met a guy she'd never seen before and was really excited about the possibilities only to discover he'd slept with that girl that she totally despised. This soured the whole thing. The girl, Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Not really, but can you imagine? <laughs> 
I loved that. I think people have such strong feelings on Gwyneth Paltrow. Just he like, had tons of those little like asides like exactly. he'd, he'd present a whole bunch of like actual information mm-hmm. and then end it with something ridiculous yeah. and I thought that was really I funny. I love that kind of humor and yeah I just thought that was really really funny. Um, this one too where he's talking about passionate love versus companionate love. He mm-hmm. says in the beginning when you first get married you get a shot of passionate love and after a bit when the kids finally flee the coop you and your mate get a rush of loving intensity then soon after you're dead (laughs) (laughs) um and the last um really funny part that i liked um was when he's talking about investing time with one person to really grow Mm -hmm. a relationship Mm -hmm. and he says think about it in terms of the music of rapper flo rida (laughs) when you hear his latest song at first you think god damn it flo rida you're just doing the same thing again and again song after song this is nothing special at all but by the 10th time you hear it you're like flo Oh, you've done it again. This is a hit, baby. <laughs> and I just thought that was so funny. Yes. And I can't remember. He had an asterisk in there. And I can't remember. It said something about flow. flow <laughs> I can't remember. It's but so I, true, I loved it. It was actually kind of annoying to read on the Kindle because he had so many like asterisks yes. where you need to yes, go and see. And then there's asides. And so it's kind of hard to keep going uh-huh. back and forth. But I, I really liked those. Um a, a few of the conclusions just that I really loved. I love the message of putting in the work and being really intentional in relationships. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about the the two the two guys that came to one of their focus groups, Arpan, who was like dating a ton online but seemed just like really exhausted by everything, and Dinesh, who was not dating online at all. And um, he had concluded, if you live if you live a responsible life, you'll run into responsible people. Mm-hmm. Or I think this was kind of also when Aziz was saying he was just like going at out the bars. All the time yeah. And, you know, and I just thought that was great. I thought that was really applicable too for making new friendships. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. if you're in a new place or something, I mean, go do stuff that you like that to you do. That you like to do. You'll find <laughs> someone else who likes to do that. Yeah. And in the meantime, you'll probably feel happier and more fulfilled because right. you're doing stuff you like to do. Um, and, and just invest in going along with that investing in people and not judging just based on a photo or a few facts like when they were talking to that guy who he was like okay like I'm not trying to be mean but this guy is just like not anything special right. like at all right. and he's like looking through all these women and Aziz is like this girl's like totally cute and he's like uh no she likes the Red Sox right and he's just like what are you doing <laughs> he's like you know like you wouldn't that. dismiss someone in person that quickly yeah, over exactly yeah. and it just um I, I like want to get into this later, but the paradox of choice is a theory that I've read about before mm-hmm. and I'm really fascinated by. Mm-hmm. And just the application here where it's so easy to be like, eh, there's, you know, there's got to be someone better and, and feeling, I don't know, like an entitlement, like we're all entitled to have someone right. really great, but just feeling like, nah, nah, I'm going to wait for that. Right. Supermodel and in the meantime, just never making a decision. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so I so I think just overall, like I really enjoyed reading it. I I do feel like I said, I mean, it's it's like an A, but it's not on the on the same mm. level as an A for me, like as a novel. It's you know, but in in the in the realm of nonfiction, A and that for I, what it is, that I learned thing. something. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was great. Okay, I would give it a B, okay. mostly because it was enjoyable, but not maybe again like the niche part of it, like. Right especially because it did focus so heavily on dating and right. like first meeting people and mm-hmm. first getting to know somebody. And I just haven't done that since I was right. 15 <laughs> for quite a while. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it just didn't, I didn't relate to some of it as much, but I do think the points about technology and choice and things like that were 
applicable, like you said, to mm-hmm. our current marriages, to, you know, friendships, to even like potential business relationships yeah. when you meet people online or whatever. So I did. And just being a blogger, podcaster, someone who's on mm-hmm. online and on social media, like really related to some persona. of those. Yeah. I thought he was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I haven't, I've never even watched like his stand up, which uh-huh. now I really want to. Yeah. But um, just seen him on a couple things here or there yeah. or whatever. And then I did start to watch his new show, oh, uh, Master Rome. of None. Oh, that's right. I yeah. was calling it Modern Romance. And yes. I feel like it has a very similar tone to I that. So, so mm-hmm. if you like the book, maybe watch the show Check and vice out. versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do just think there were so many funny things. Like he just had all of these little asides like oh let me let me see what the flow writer one I thought was funny and don't you wish now I really wish I'd listened to it yeah and like I totally he, when do he, when he when he said um whenever I say snooping imagine <laughs> I'm saying it like my snooping. creepy Aziz voice <laughs> and he just will say things like he was talking about this guy who came to one of their focus groups wearing a fedora and he was like like most fedora wearers he had a lot of inexplicable confidence <laughs> It's so true. Like I've even tried to put a fedora on and be like, I just can't pull that can't off. Do I don't it. understand. You have so much game if yes. you wear a fedora. Yes. Just little little things like that. Um, talking yeah. about how like investing time and money and how um it's all a choice, like what mm-hmm. you think is important and how he says like tacos are he talked about food a lot, but he talks <laughs> about how tacos are like a big deal to him. And then he was just like, I just, I don't get people that don't think that tacos are a big deal (laughs) or that you should spend good money on good, like street tacos. Or he's like, fine, have fun with your nasty effing tacos. Like just goes on this whole taco rant. I just thought that was really funny. And he was talking about that whole um, paradox of choice in terms of like eating and restaurants and how we get like paralyzed on Yelp or whatever, looking at all the reviews instead of just like, oh, this place looks cute. Let's try it out. And that's how you find some of your favorite things sometimes. Mm So Mm -hmm. that was good. I thought he had a very sweet tone talking about his own relationship right now. It was really Um, sweet. In just a committed relationship and just how, just, I don't know, very realistic about Mm -hmm. it. Not overly mushy, but just saying like, hey, she's a great girl. And I like, like we're just two normal people. And I just think that we're putting in the work for, like we've made this this conscious decision that Mm -hmm. we're going to, be mm-hmm. committed to each other and yeah. yeah so and I just I thought it was a very creative how they wove the two together and how he it wasn't like the sociologist was just making all of the data comments and then yes. he was commenting on everything right he it was all written through his voice yeah it and, was a bit of and a, he was a very nar- involved a bit, in the research a bit of a narrative yeah mm-hmm. so I just thought that that was interesting that he really kind of rolled his sleeved up sleeves up and talked about how he this was kind of the topic of his stand up during the time too. So yeah. he was like even using that yes. for research, like asking people for their yeah. text messages. Yeah. And so great. Yeah. I was just trying to imagine, I wonder how it all occurred. Um, like you just see a flyer that it's like sociology, psychology, you know, research on couples and dating. Like, yeah. You know, a lot of these studies too are like, you know, you could win and it's some piddly right. gift like $25 to Target right. for like two hours of your time. But what if you just show up and then you're like, Aziz, I'm sorry. Right, right. Like, it's just so curious how he actually participated in the focus yeah. groups and how anyone could like actually focus. Yeah. I don't know. I would just be like, so it would just be so strange to be sitting with a stand up comedian like, talking about mm-hmm. my relationships mm-hmm. and then these sort of phenomenons but I thought no, it was just I, so interesting. and I really thought his comments on he was talking about his parents own arranged yeah. marriage mm-hmm. and how in his like culturally too how that's changed so dramatically mm-hmm. just even in the last like 40 years or so mm-hmm. um 
and just his commentary on that and how actually like his parents have a very happy mm-hmm. marriage, but they basically met each other and yeah. got engaged. Like right. it was up to their families and right. you know, they had some say or whatever. It wasn't mm-hmm. this forced situation, but I used to work with um, a lady from India who was my teacher's assistant in uh, Wisconsin. And she talked about that too, how she had an arranged marriage mm-hmm. and now they were here and um, you know, her sons were first generation and it mm-hmm. was a really difficult thing to navigate like they wanted to date but Mm -hmm. why would you date anyone if you're not considering marriage and it's just not quite the same so she was trying to figure that Mm -hmm. out but just talking about how it took the stress off of her she never thought of it as a burden she just thought of it as well my parents will right help you know if you have loving good parents they Mm -hmm. help you find someone that Mm -hmm. you would love and then you grow to love each other anyways right I do think that um, sometimes we just have such a romanticized mm-hmm. version of what marriage is going to be like that it just sets us all up for disappointment yes. versus maybe coming at it from the other angle mm-hmm. of, okay, well, we're committed and mm-hmm. now we're going to get to know each other. Right. <laughs> you know, so we're going to make it work. We're going to put the work <laughs> in. And so like knowing ahead of time that yeah. you just need to do that. Yeah, it is. It so is, I don't know. That was an interesting, really interesting angle. And just when they talked to the people at the like at the senior living center mm-hmm. and like brought them donuts. Oh, <laughs> so cute. Arturo that, or whatever just like loved just the loved the donuts. <laughs> only there for the donuts. That was really <laughs> funny. But just talking about the, it was it was just really interesting and um t- him talking to the women and mm-hmm. what marriage had been for them at the time. And like the motivations to get married, to just like get out of the Be house, and get some freedom and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then how sometimes it was the case that then they found themselves like almost equally isolated or, you know, maybe somewhat burdened if they were controlled by their husband yeah, instead of their parents. Couldn't pursue any outside passions if they were young and having kids. And mm-hmm. um, and we both know that's a really big job, especially yeah. if you don't have like a support network and right. stuff. So. And you're not expected culturally to pursue mm-hmm. those passions. Right. Like, right. at least we are encouraged mm-hmm. and, you know, supported by our husbands to do that. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, just really, just really mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like we said, a major theme of the book is how technology and modern culture has changed and sort of shaped dating and romance. So specifically things like texting and online dating. So since we've both been out of the game for (laughs) quite some time, we asked listeners what online dating stories they might have. And we got an amazing email. We did. Uh, Melina, thank you so much for being willing to share with Mm -hmm. us. So first of all, the the great part of this is that Melina and her husband met on Match.com. So that's awesome. And just the the stat that was shared in the book between 2005 and 2012, a third of couples who got married met online. Yeah, which that was was, astounding to me. Yes, I agree. I I was really really surprised even though I guess I when I do think about it like I do know couples right in my friend circle they're like, oh yeah we met online I right. just yeah I, I never think about mm-hmm. it obviously mm-hmm. they're no different than other couples right. but it's just interesting it's such a different experience right. than me but so she just said about meeting her husband she said there were so many random signs that we were meant to find each other and after reading the chapter about online dating, I can't believe we ended up together. One wrong click and we would have totally missed each other. So mm-hmm. that's that's interesting, too, because I guess, you know, it's similar. I mean, I talked about meeting Chris at a bar. I mean, mm-hmm. if I'd gone two hours later, two hours earlier. Right. Who, who knows, knows if you ever would have met. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so then um, the <laughs> maybe less awesome but much more hilarious part of Melina's email, she was willing to share with us a um, <laughs> just... <laughs> really funny <laughs> message that she got from someone who she chose not to pursue online um <laughs> the maybe, downside maybe the first clue being the username which was bad monkey 1a <laughs> so if any of you out there see this username maybe steer, steer away clear. 
Um, let me just read a few highlights. This guy loves commas. Can he, we just put that out there? He <laughs> loves commas. There's a lot of commas in here. Um, the title of this message is Serious Spoiling Available for Limited Time. I mean, pretty excited already. <laughs> He says, please take this introduction as it was meant as an acknowledgement for your natural beauty and appreciation of your profile. <laughs> um, later, he goes on to say Skeezy that already. His, um, his like interests um, include practicing the long lost art of passionate kissing. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are open to being neighborly, hey, I kind of like that. <laughs> I'm cor corresponding <laughs> with me, then I would love to hear from you. Serious romance, passionate pleasing, and extreme serious spoiling available upon request. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this guy, you know, obviously he's very enthusiastic. It's right. just it's trying just to landing. be romantic. It's landing not quite right. Right. So right. So funny. Best luck. Hopefully he hopefully found the right lady. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this part like I have never, you know, I met Jeremiah when I was 15 and so like we were just basically it's just funny to think about how technology has played a part in mm -hmm. our mm -hmm. uh courtship if yes. you will <laughs> um like he had a pager at the time <laughs> and that was like the new thing and I remember my parents being very suspicious because like only pimps and drug dealers had pagers, <laughs> but he's just an early adopter right, of right. all technology and so I would page him and he would call me from his parents phone which like why <laughs> just oh, just call just him call. in his house um and then cell phones shortly after uh -huh. and then I mean I distinctly remember he went to college a year before I did so I was still a senior mm -hmm. and I distinctly remember waiting for my parents dial up uh <laughs> modem to kick in so that uh -huh. I could check my email from oh, him so yeah. it's just like funny yes. how much has changed and even how much now technology plays such a different uh -huh. role in our relationship like he can yeah text me play by play of his day and vice right. versa pretty much and yeah. instantaneously like I'm leaving work now and we can mm -hmm. FaceTime when he's away on business mm -hmm. and just really interesting how that does shape our relationships mm -hmm. and how we communicate. Yeah um, I was just thinking that was making me remember I feel like early on I don't even know if it was maybe a little bit before Chris and I were really dating we're still kind of like feeling it out I feel like he sent me an email and included a smiley face and I was like <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> and now we're just emoji, emoji, yeah, emoji. Yeah, now we're emoji everywhere. But that's when it was like only a few people used it. And, <laughs> and you were just kind of like, That's what? cheesy. Smiley face. <laughs> and I mean, he is a little bit cheesy. So I guess it was like coming through. But I just, I do distinctly remember being like, oh, he's one of those smiley face guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I was able to look past it. That's so funny. <laughs> okay, so we thought it might be fun to each share what our dating profile would say about us now if we were if we were on the prowl. <laughs> and what we'd say we would be looking for in a mate. Okay. So go for it, Kels. Okay, you ready? <clears throat> All right. Early bird female <laughs> seeks long-term companion for adventures in vegetarian cooking, <laughs> taking stuff to goodwill, creativity, and all things cozy, <laughs> must love fall, and podcasts. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> I knew cozy had to show up in there somewhere. Okay, I don't have like a formal ad written okay. out. This is, to even think about this gives me anxiety. I was saying before we started, like, I've never even dated as an adult. Right. Like by the time I was an adult, I'd already been with Jeremiah three years right. and we were like, like so already making tacos and you know, just <laughs> exactly. whatever. So I, it gives me such anxiety to think about being in this, like, like meeting people or putting myself out there yeah. phase as an adult, just because I've always like, Oh, I never have to worry about that. Right. And it's probably made me 
more confident because I'm like, yeah. I have my husband and I'm perfectly happy yeah. and I can just talk to whoever and, right, right. you know, dress how I want for me and whatever. Mm-hmm. I just, the thought of that gives me <laughs> such anxiety. So um, all I could think of was <laughs> short, smiley brunette <laughs> seeks mate with a sense of humor who is a football fan. I like him big and burly. <laughs> I fear what that would what that would get me, oh but gosh. I do have a very specific type. And luckily, I mean, I always tell Jeremiah, like, you can kind of guess if I will think a guy is hot because he really does look a lot like you. <laughs> if he like, sort of looks like you. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so. That's I get. Really I funny. give him crap because, like, if some blonde walks by or whatever, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, she looks nothing like me. At least <laughs> the guys that I think are hot look like you. That's awesome. Um, so I have a definite type, but I fear, I fear what that would. <laughs> What that kind of attention that would draw. To, I didn't even tell you about this. I was trying, like I've actually before this book, I had heard of Tinder, but I had no idea how yeah. it worked. Yeah. And I mean, I really wanted to just like, I really want <laughs> to see just I know. like how it works. And I was trying to figure out a way, like how can we, how can we put ourselves on there, but not actually, <laughs> no. Just thinking how funny it would be to have a profile of the two of us. <laughs> it's like a two for one. Like we already get inappropriate things when people Google our podcast name. Exactly, probably. exactly. I couldn't figure out a way to like be on there just to use it. But then like since it's just like in a um, a mileage range, like what if someone sees us Totally, on there like it's like your friend pops you, up and you're like, oh. Yeah, you like run into them at the store and they're like, I'm pretty sure like I swiped. And then Not you're the like, right are you, you're like friend that you get together for, you know, couples things with <laughs> right? you're typing, you're not single. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I couldn't figure out a way. So I still have never, I have to like snag one of my single friends and be like, show me how this works. Yeah. No, it, it is it, so intimidating. It like, just does sound oh. like, um, thinking about how it just like gamifies it. Yes. Like just thinking about how it would be so addicting to like get it out, yes. like look at different faces and be like, could I be interested in you, you, right. you? And then it only shows you like people that have already, or there's a setting. D- weren't yeah. they saying that like we'll show you people that have already said yes to you? I think so. You're yeah. like, you like me. <laughs> exactly. Like there's something very oh, like yeah. appealing about very that addicting. where you could see where it gets you in trouble. Uh-huh. I thought so. it was so interesting on that, how they just talked about how, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but just how women get significantly yeah. more yeah. you know interest in pings you know, activity or whatever mm-hmm. on that and how they had that one woman who was like super cute just like opening it up and she just had like hundreds of yeah. messages and yeah. all the guys were like oh no right but i guess i mean is that but just then that same woman probably would go to the bar and not get any attention or anybody yeah, you so. know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like such a interesting mm-hmm. because it takes this like fear of rejection out of right. it right and they talked about that in the book too like where Guys are going up to women they might not otherwise, and women are getting much more attention than they right. may otherwise, and right. it creates this interesting mm-hmm. dynamic. Yeah. Yes. So um, we have to share that there had been a couple of really funny examples from the Tumblr straight white boys texting. Yeah. And we wanted to sh- <laughs> oh, like man. go and like pick out our favorites to share. Straight white boys are the worst. Right. It's what we found out. Right. We could not share any of these on the no. podcast. No. They're the worst kind of humans, actually. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> I lost a little bit of faith in humanity yeah. going through that and just yeah. trying to find one that would be sort of PG or PG-13 no, like, rated. Stuff I don't even want to say so out of bad. my mouth. <laughs> I want to unsee it. I really do. So if you think about going to that Tumblr account, just do so with, right. with some caution. Right. 
<laughs> All right. So what do we think? Do we think that the book takeaways on dating apply to our non-dating lives? Let's he he kind of lays them out at the end in the conclusion yeah. of his takeaways. Yeah, let's, let's talk about so it. Let's do one by one. So he says at the end, um, finding someone today is probably more complicated and stressful than it was for previous generations. But you're also more likely to end up with someone you are really excited about. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I thought it was really interesting how he did talk about how now you know, um, we do look for marriage to be someone that's, you know, your best friend. You're all in all. Exactly. Yeah. And, 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 and kind of the two sides of that, like both, you know, it could be a much more fulfilling relationship than previously when you're just kind of like, okay, the first person who kind mm-hmm. of can give me this freedom to like get out of the house or right. like get married or whatever. So yes, like some awesome potential, but then all the pressure that we can yes. put on our marriage and the other person. Yes. Um, so Anyway, so I did think that that was really interesting. Um, gosh, I don't. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I think so. Just just compared to like now, how there's, I mean, so much choice and mm-hmm. how, um, yeah, we just like are going through this process and really looking for someone, and it's not you don't just have to stay with the first person that you're mm-hmm. getting together mm-hmm. with. So, yeah, yeah. No, I think so too. Like I said, that kind of goes with my anxiety about if I ever have to enter this field again, God forbid, because I just, I think it is complicated and Mm -hmm. stressful and there's so many more ways to mess up, Yeah, you know, just like in the texting and I don't know. I feel like I'm, at least if we're on the fly, we have a personal conversation. Mm -hmm. What you see is what you get. Like I can't really, I can only fake it so much, you know, or that is kind of complicated to me. Mm -hmm. I do think you know, the idea of an arranged marriage or something like that, or, or the next step up, which would be like, I just found somebody that was mm-hmm. not a murderer. So right. I could leave <laughs> my parents' house. Right. Um, there is an appeal to that in that initially you're going in with lower expectations. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a takeaway we could all have for our marriages, mm-hmm. no matter what point they are, yeah. that that person probably is never meant to be our all in all. Mm-hmm. They're someone we're choosing to spend life with. And that takes work to make that work. Right. right. Um, I think we sometimes put more work and consideration into like a college roommate relationship mm-hmm. than we do with our spouse sometimes, yeah. because we just expect it to work. Right. You know, exactly. you should just know what I need. And, and if there's love or if there was right. that, like, you know, that attraction right. that has lasted and then. Yeah. Right, I so I just, I do agree with that takeaway. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's also says technology hasn't just changed how we find romance. It's also put a new spin on the timeless challenges we face once we're in a relationship. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think just like you said, the, all the different ways to communicate and I, it was just interesting how we talked about, um, like the cheating yeah, and how all people those are like emboldened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All those different avenues. And I do think it's, I, I really think maybe likely what he kind of said, you know, is it really that more people are cheating because of these or it just kind of gives people like an easier in, right. I, you know, I, I guess right. I don't know. I'd have to like see st- some statistics on that. Um, yeah. I was just thinking like, you know, Oh, just how horrible that would be mm-hmm. if, if you had any um, like, doubts or like wonderings like oh mm-hmm. if I got into my husband's Facebook account right, I wonder what right. I would see just that that could even be a thing like that's just that that's a temptation even to like an avenue where guilt comes in or right. where like um worry comes mm-hmm. in that wasn't there before right right mm-hmm. exactly so yeah so I, th- I think that's <coughs> I think that's interesting mm-hmm. I guess I feel like from my own personal experience I, I guess it does seem like it's more been a really good thing a really right. en- enabling thing in terms right. of like being able to have FaceTime like mm-hmm. when Chris and I were long distance I think we would Skype sometime mm-hmm. and, and I was really surprised at how that did feel like more of a connection mm-hmm. than just being on the phone 
Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's definitely changed how we communicate and changed um, just how communication looks in relationships in general, mm-hmm. but for the most part has been a good thing. Mm-hmm. And I think like anything else, if you have the tendency or the problems in your relationship to mm-hmm. cheat or to make it a bad thing, then that right. definitely makes it easier. Right. But it makes being in love easier sometimes too right. and being right. considerate easier right. and just sending a little text of, I love you. I hope, yeah. you know, I hope this gets better. I saw this article and thought of you, yes. even just little things like that. So it's really nice to have just such casual communication and like mm-hmm. be in touch all, all yeah. through the day. Yeah. You and know? kind of know, I, I don't know, you just kind of have your pulse on the other person throughout the mm-hmm. day and mm-hmm. kind of nice. So um, how about this? This is a good one. Treat potential partners like actual people, not bubbles on a screen. Yes. Yes. Amen. <laughs> a thousand these. times. Yes. And just like not even potential partners, anybody online. Yeah. Exactly. They're people. Exactly. <laughs> so, so much stuff goes on online. I mean, luckily I don't, neither of us, I don't think I've mm-hmm. been the recipients of like negative or hateful comments on our blog, mm-hmm. but a lot of people do get that. And it is, can just be so easy from this anonymity right. behind the screen. But yeah, if you just like, I, I like really the same rules apply mm-hmm. I, to me, that's kind of how I always look at it. If mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it in person, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it in a yes. Facebook message. I'm not going to text it. Right. I'm not going to, you know, exactly. so um, don't think of online dating as date as dating. Think of it as an online introduction service. I thought that this was so smart. I thought and, so too. And I feel like something that, uh, you know, if I was, if I was dating at the time, I feel like that I would like circle or highlight that or, mm-hmm. or recommend that to anyone that I knew that was, you know, maybe feeling exhausted about online dating. Yeah. I mean, just talking about like reading some of the conversations where they'd taken it. So they were messaging and stuff mm-hmm. and it was just like, they were talking about nothing. Yeah, just never-ending messaging. Like, oh my gosh, like what is happening yeah. here? He was saying like, kind of like anything else, like sitting and binging on Netflix or, mm-hmm. you know, just online shopping. Like you can just get in this place where you're just sitting in front of it and it feels like you're doing something, but right. you're really doing nothing. Exactly. Like, like anything else, it should just be a tool, mm-hmm. <laughs> not your whole life on yes. that site. So Yes, exactly. Um, and... I think I'm not sure. Maybe this is not a good place to <laughs> enter this in here. But but when he was kind of talking about um, this is a total segue, Co- the no, passionate right. love versus companionate yes. love. And just in terms of like feeling productive about something that even got me thinking, I feel like I shared this before, maybe on the marriage one, mm-hmm. but just investing that time and like doing new things mm-hmm. with someone. Mm-hmm. And so even if it is, you know, he talked about the guy who would just always bring his you know, girls that he met online to like the bowling alley. Yeah. But not and not bowl. even bowl, just it's have like drinks. So, it's so depressing. Like, like the bowling alley bar. Low effort. And right. I guess that just kind of like has me thinking about then if you are in a relationship, like putting in that intentionality and it can mm-hmm. just be so easy, like, oh, let's just go do our usual thing. Right. But instead to be like, you know what, let's do something a little different. Mm-hmm. And I think and that how that changes how you mm-hmm. see the person. Like mm-hmm. if you go do something novel together, yes. you see that's why like traveling is so great with mm-hmm. that person or you mm-hmm. just see them in a new light yeah. kind of thing. And have a new experience together, mm-hmm. which is like how you started building your relationship in the first place. Mm-hmm. So um so yeah, I just thought that that kind of spoke to that and that was something that I definitely have felt like I have experienced and like something that I recommend to other people. Right. And so it was kind of it was neat to like see the evidence that kind of yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. The last one is with so many romantic options, instead of trying to explore them all, make sure you properly invest in people and give them a fair chance before moving on to the next one. Yeah. 
such such good advice yes I disagree <laughs> and again with friendships with mm-hmm. I think everything is just because of technology so instantaneous mm-hmm. these days that it's so easy to move on or dismiss yeah. or unfriend or or maybe we already feel like we know someone like yeah Facebook friends right. someone, and it feels like right. oh I know this person I know what they're yep. all about and so uh, okay we're, even like we're our friends. own fam like I, I find myself with my siblings thinking I've I'm caught up with mm-hmm. their lives and that I haven't talked to them in two months yeah and I'm right. like, no, just because I saw your Facebook mm-hmm. status is like, I want to know what's really going on with right. you. And then I have a conversation with them and I'm really surprised by things I didn't yeah. know about, you know, right. so I think that's a good point. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think this kind of um, comes into that, but I wanted to talk for just a minute about the paradox of choice because yes. this is something I've thought about. It's actually something that I think maybe Chris originally told me about because it comes into play with our food and Mm -hmm. like at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And I've actually thought about this a lot. I think it's one of the reasons why I love Trader Joe's so much because there are fewer choices. Yeah. And I just get very overwhelmed and sometimes paralyzed by choice. Like there are stories that my mother has told me from being a very small child Mm -hmm. where I just like could not make a decision. Um, and so I just thought that was so interesting applied to the dating world mm-hmm. and just and just the online world in general, like where you can research to death everything. Yes. You know, I, I it's like a it's a balance for me because I love doing the research mm-hmm. and I love making a really informed decision. But then at some point, like you just have to yep. make a decision. Yep. <laughs> and so I thought that was just really interesting. And yeah, just thinking about then if you are in that position where, you know, you can be with you know just opening up an app be connected to mm-hmm. 50 100 i don't even know how many people potential mm-hmm. partners and then yeah being able where to do be you like, even start exactly yeah overwhelming no i agree like we've talked about this a lot too where uh jeremiah is the researcher mm-hmm. in our relationship and i'm the trigger man yes. like i just i don't i only want you do the research you narrow it down to two choices uh-huh. and i will and pick I'll one tell you. like i yes. am great at making a choice but i don't want all of the choices uh-huh. right um and even just like, uh, yeah, like the grocery store analogy, I think that's why I go with a specific list because mm-hmm. then I just look for the one I want and exactly. grab it. If I sit there and debate which uh-huh. kind of even Ugh. like tomato soup I want. I yeah, mean, there's so exactly. many, like I just don't even know where to start. Exactly. So, or this, this, um, I don't know, like needing a recommendation from somebody. Cause then you're like, well, that's a right. good place to begin because right. I already know you like it. Exactly. So it is. And I think our culture is crazy about mm-hmm we are, we have the right, like you said, it's kind of an entitlement mentality mm-hmm. that we have the right to the, all of these choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just end up making no choices. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I think it applies even to our closets and our dressers mm-hmm. and our, like we talk about, you know, minimalism and yeah. simplifying life. And I think that actually having more socks does not make you happier yeah, having no, it's so a few true. that you really love does it's so. so true and I've even found this I know this is like taking it but even just things like what kind of toothpaste I buy mm-hmm. or face wash I have noticed I have just noticed that choices just can bring me stress and so even those little things just knowing that I don't think about it I just go in mm-hmm. buy two more mm-hmm. is is something that I take a lot of comfort in and it just has been really interesting seeing how that applies to so many different parts of my life. So Mm -hmm. I was really interested to see when they, when they brought it up here. Agreed. All right. Well, I think that's all we have. Do you have anything else about modern romance? Um, well, just a very quick thing that we were just having like an aside before we started, how neither of us could fully understand open relationships. There was a chapter that made me feel icky Mm -hmm. about it. I think it was called monogamish. Yeah. And I'm a very, I'm like a sheepdog. Like <laughs> I am very loyal. Like a goose. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for life. We mate for life. Like even with my friends, I just, 
I am a very like, I found my person. I'm good. Right. And I, I just, I don't know. I probably romanticize it a little bit too much, but I'm a very monogamous Mm -hmm. person. So I can't, I don't get it. Mm -hmm. I don't get the open relationship part or even really wanting that to me. It seems stressful like to manage. Me too. Um, I don't know. I get, I get the novelty and the excitement, but to me, like I would rather try new things with my current partner than, I don't know. It just seems like way a lot. Yeah. I, I, I will admit I like, I have a harder time because I am open, try to be open to just, you know, so many different, different ways lifestyles of yeah. living and lifestyles mm-hmm. and that I can't understand what's how someone else would live. But for some reason, I, I, I do. I have such a hard time um, uh, just imagining that being satisfying and not stressful or right. feeling jealousy or, or the fact that both people could be fully satisfied yes. and happy with it. That there wasn't some sort of like yeah. um, domineering going on. Or, yeah, yeah, I guess it just does seem like you know, they talk about the passionate love going into the companionate love. And I love companionate love. Me too. I'm That's like my so, favorite kind of so love. I'm so happy in companionate love where you just know someone's always going to be there for mm-hmm. you. And it just, it feels, feels so comfortable, but not in a mundane way to right. me. It, it really does right. feel so just comforting mm-hmm. um, at just such a deep level. And so I guess just to me, it seems like yeah. I wouldn't have that or you wouldn't have that in an open And they were definitely, like, in the book, he was just presenting it like everything else, like right. how technology has impacted monogamy, <clears throat> like right. people's ability to seek out different kinds mm-hmm. of lifestyles or, like, cheat. The cheating part was right. in that chapter or whatever. But all of it just made me, like, uh, like made me feel... Because that, that was the only part that, like, spoke directly to where I was right. in life. And right. so I was like, I don't want him to look at... <laughs> like, you know, I, I'm sure, like, uh, there's it's a temptation that's out there mm-hmm. for, you know, there's just so much you right. can find online right. and whatever. And so just... Just really kind of hammered home the point to me, though, too, that like the grass is greener where you water it, like yes. where you put your energy in right. and investment. That's where you're right. going to be happy. So, right. I thought of one more thing, <laughs> a question. <laughs> Would you rather um, <laughs> be a single gal in Japan dealing oh. with the herbivore men? Let's talk about versus that for a minute. In, was it in uh uh, it was in Brazil, and now I can't remember. Oh, where you're just getting, like, groped oh. on the streets. Yes. <laughs> it's, like, two oh. extremes. <laughs> yeah, there was really interesting cultural um, very, very interesting. examinations about Japan and just how the economy has even played into it. Like, yeah. the dynamic between what's acceptable uh-huh. culturally for, like, how, how men can right, act. like and, masculinity. Right. And, and, but then and how women are frustrated because exactly. no man will ever make an advance ever because there's a lot of shame and, involved and in rejection for, and, and i kind of forget how people ever eventually got married right was it i can't remember right. if they were like i don't know it was and then there was these bizarre like fetishy kind of right. ways to all, then like all this stuff that ends up because right. because like I, artificial means of romance right and i kind of feel like you know uh when it's like abstinence is the only way right it's like, well no and even if you say that all this other stuff is going to develop yeah, on black the side. market exactly <laughs> black to like to, to fulfill this and right. so it kind of felt like that where it's like well even if you say that's the rule right there are there are exceptions that <laughs> exactly. are going to pop up exactly that's yeah and then in human nature in brazil where it was like expected that right. women should be you know, approached for exactly. an advance at any point in time. And there was kind of this and cat and mouse game. Yeah. Constantly and going remember on. that it was like, you have to, I mean, I don't remember how many times you had to say no or, or what even were the signals to like really tell them like, no, get the F away right. from me. 
but it had to be like aggressive right yeah i feel like you basically had to like punch him and (laughs) even then i think they'd be like no she definitely wants me to right she likes it rough (laughs) yeah so anyway it was that was really interesting really interesting and just i think we get this assumption like oh it's like this everywhere Mm -hmm. because then the other place he went was india correct and so then they were talking about um the arranged marriages is still and how online dating has changed that and what it's just really really interesting yeah really fascinating Mm -hmm. i and i really appreciated those different those different perspectives Mm -hmm. i just thought that spoke to um yeah just kind of thoroughly doing their research and Mm kind of doing some good science yeah yeah it's just really interesting very cool All right. Well, I think that truly is all we have so. now. So thank you so much for listening. Um, if you love the book club episodes, we do them quarterly. Mm-hmm. So every three months or so, mm-hmm. we'll have another one. We'll let you know when we choose our new book and we'd love listener yeah. suggestions. Yeah. Something good for spring. Mm-hmm. And if you love the show, like what you heard today, we'd love it if you'd leave us an iTunes review or star rating. Oh yeah. That just really helps others find the show. Um, and subscribe while you're on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. All right, Mr. Wharton has a call. We better. All right, we better get moving. Better do it. Um. All right, I guess I'm ready.